thinking a wedding planner isn't in your budget, uh, think again. Did you know that beyond this podcast, I offer virtual wedding planning coaching? This is something perfect for your needs and your budget. It's not a stale digital course. It's dynamic, it's live, and it's all about empowering you. Together, we'll keep your wedding planning vibe light, fun, and totally dialed in. I'll be your go-to wedding planner right in your pocket, real-time access, just a phone tap or Zoom away. You'll get all my tools. I will personalize them for you, and you're not going to have the hefty price tag of a traditional wedding planner. So save your cash, ditch the stress, and make your wedding planning a journey to remember for more info you can slide into my dms on instagram you can go to the big wedding planning podcast.com or just shoot me an email i'm here for you let's make your wedding epic lovey lovey show When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Big Wedding Planning Podcast. Just a wedding planner, tearing it up. Listen, learn, plan that wedding. Michelle Martinez, I am so excited because this episode is a milestone. This is episode number 400, 400, yes, yeah, thank you, thank you so much, I know, I know, it's amazing, 400 episodes, that, that's... That's more than I ever, ever thought. <laughs> the more than I ever imagined uh, I could ever record. And yet here I am. And that's not even including bonus episodes. This is huge. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you to myself for talking so damn much. Thank you to the hundreds of guests that we have had on the Big Wedding Planning Podcast. And putting this episode together was very nostalgic for me because what I decided to do with this Yawa in particular, being that it is a milestone number for the podcast, is to go back to every single year that we have had a Yawa and pull a question from an episode. And in doing so, uh, most of them, actually all of them, except for one, are with my lovely friend, 
my dear, dear, dear Christy Matthews. So you are going to hear a lot of her on this episode because, you know, uh, this that's how we started. It was me and Christy. And we had so much fun. In fact, I had to keep myself from listening to the entirety of the opening of every single Yawa because something that Christy and I used to love so much about recording Yawas is that we could just shoot the shit um, at the beginning, at the top of each episode and talk to each other and, you know, catch up with one another. And we just used to laugh so damn much. Uh, and and she, she always makes me laugh every time I talk to this woman. And so for that, I am very grateful. Thank you, Miss Christy Matthews. All right. So another thing that I used to do or we used to do at the top of every episode is read podcast reviews. And I have not done that in quite a while. So I'm going to go old school on this episode. And actually, I, I put a call out on Instagram about this about a month or two ago asking if you all missed me doing this. And a lot of people responded and said, yeah, I I love when I hear my review uh, read. So I'm going to read three reviews here at the top. And then I'm going to to let it go on to um, seven different questions for this Yawa uh, for the seven years that we have been recording Yawas on the Big Wedding Planning Podcast. If you don't know what a Yawa is, it stands for You Ask, We Answer, because we used to actually beg for for listeners to email us wedding planning questions and then we no longer had to beg in fact just slews of questions would come in and it would be really actually very hard for us to respond via email to all of them so yawa was our way of choosing questions that really represented what most listeners would ask, and then some unique ones. But we choose these questions for Yawa um, based on whether or not we, or rather I now, think that they will be beneficial to the masses. So that being said, I do want to remind you, please email me your wedding planning questions, whether you're a subscriber or not. I mean, if you're not a subscriber, you're not going to hear a full episode, but I will respond via email and I will use the question for the future uh, You Ask, We Answer episodes. So please be sure to email hello at thebigweddingplanningpodcast.com with your questions. I haven't been getting as many since I started the subscription. I'm pretty sure I know it's because we do these monthly wedding planning happy hours. Um, and I have so much interaction with the subscribers. And then I'm also doing a lot of wedding planning coaching for a lot of you and just working one-on-one with, with a lot of subscribers. So you know, that being said, please email me your questions. I'd love, love, love to answer them and feature them on a future Yawa. All right. I'm going to read three reviews. Um, they're kind of long and, and that makes me happy. Here we go. Uh, the first I'm going to read is from November of 2023, a lifesaver for wedding planning, five stars by Orbit Freak. 
As a bride-to-be, I stumbled upon the Big Wedding Planning podcast hosted by the incredible Michelle Martinez, and it truly became a lifeline throughout my wedding planning journey. From the very beginning, Michelle became my mentor, guiding me through the complex world of wedding planning and making the process more manageable and enjoyable. One of the key selling points of this podcast is Michelle's wealth of experience and knowledge as a seasoned wedding planner. Even though I didn't hire a wedding planner or coordinator for my own wedding, I felt like I had the next best thing by subscribing to this podcast. Michelle's expertise shines through in every episode, and her genuine passion for helping couples plan their dream weddings is evident in her every word. What truly sets the Big Wedding Planning Podcast apart is the practical support it provides. The spreadsheet templates that Michelle offers are nothing short of incredible. They made the logistics of planning my wedding so much easier to handle, ensuring that I didn't overlook any essential details. These templates were like a gift from the wedding planning gods, and I can't thank the podcast enough for providing them. The community that the Big Wedding Planning Podcast has created is also worth its weight in gold. The monthly wedding happy hours... The monthly wedding planning happy hours fostered a sense of camaraderie among listeners, allowing us to share our experiences, get advice, and celebrate our milestones. It's incredible how a virtual gathering can make wedding planning feel more joyful than stressful. The Planet Live Wedding Planning Boot Camp Day was another standout feature, having the opportunity to inform attend an event like this in person, and learn from the best in the business was an invaluable experience. It added a whole new dimension to my wedding planning journey and gave me confidence in my decision-making process. Okay, we're almost done here. (laughs) This is a long one, but I love it. Um, In conclusion, Michelle and the Big Wedding Planning Podcast have created a wedding planning resource that is indispensable for anyone embarking on this journey. The podcast combines expert advice, practical tools, and a vibrant community to ensure that planning your big day is not just doable, but enjoyable. I can't recommend this podcast highly enough. It's worth every single cent and more, and it made my wedding planning experience truly memorable. Oh, I love that. That was so good. Okay, uh, second one. January 27th, 2024, hands down the best wedding planning podcast by Eli. Five stars. I have been meaning to write a review for the Big Wedding Planning Podcast for a while now. The skills, guides, and recommendations Michelle provides have been invaluable to me in my wedding planning journey. While Michelle has a great free feed that documents her and Christy's earlier episodes, being a premium subscriber has given me more access to the tools Michelle personally uses in wedding planning, wedding planning happy hours, and more opportunities to communicate with her personally. She truly cares and makes time to check in personally with members of her community. Here is what sets this podcast apart from other wedding planning podcasts to me. Budget conscious. While Michelle doesn't shy away from how expensive the wedding industry is, she provides helpful tips to set realistic expectations based on a wide array of budgets by understanding the budget you have and setting your professional priorities to move forward effectively. Inclusive. Many other podcasts are incredibly heteronormative and bride-centric. 
I appreciate that Michelle shows some love and support, queer and non queer and non-binary vendors and couples and to grooms. Warm entertainment. Michelle talks about tough decisions, issues, complexity, and challenges in the wedding planning process in a way that makes it fun, funny, and takes the weight off to provide support in what can present a lot of anxiety and sadness. I can write full pages of all the things I have learned from this podcast. As a groom, one week out from his wedding, outside of the normal amount of stress and anxiety I carry given this moment, I have been able to move forward with ease and comfort. Cannot recommend this podcast anymore to anyone planning a wedding. Thank you, Eli. So beautiful. And the last one I'll read is February 12th, Girl's Best Guide to Wedding Planning by Britt A. I know who you are. Thank you. Five stars. This podcast was recommended to me by a friend after she used it to plan her wedding. Michelle has been so incredibly helpful throughout the planning process. The podcast answers everything you'd ever need to know about planning and the monthly premium subscriber happy hours give you a chance to ask Michelle anything you want. Truly a lifesaver. Thank you, Michelle. All right. Here are the topics that we are covering on this episode of Yawa. I mean, it's kind of a mashup uh, going through the years here. So the very first Yawa episode we released was just us answering questions because we had gotten a few and we thought, you know what, we should answer these on the show. Never dreaming it would become a monthly thing. So just in case you didn't know this, the last Wednesday of every month of the Big Wedding Planning Podcast is always going to be a You Ask, We Answer episode. The first one was released on November 8th, 2017. It was episode number 59. And the question you're going to hear here is about the frustration that this listener has been feeling or was feeling while planning her wedding because she was finding that a lot of vendors were not putting pricing on their websites and she was wasting so much of her time inquiring and then, you know, setting up a phone call and then talking to the vendor only to find out they were way out of her price range. And it is a huge waste of time for both marriers and wedding professionals when you don't at least put like the starting price on your website. So this was a really, really popular one and very, very interesting. The second question comes from December of 2018, and it is a listener talking about how she wants to have her wedding on a holiday weekend and asking about our thoughts and experiences of, you know, how many guests attend, how, how difficult or easy it might be to have a wedding on a holiday weekend. Question number three is from 2019. And the question had to do with uh, whether or not this, this bride was giving too much information to her guests in advance uh, by opening up an Instagram account devoted to the wedding, kind of instead of a wedding website. So this was really interesting, and we, we went on for a while about this. 
Question number four was from March of 2020, and it has to do with someone who fell in love with a venue and just has to have it, but it doesn't fit the amount of guests that she, rather they, had on their guest list. And then we even kind of went into this whole other side discussion about space and moving tables to open up space for a dance floor after dinner. Stay tuned for my thoughts on that. Question number five was from May 2021. Uh, this was a voicemail. And by the way, please call in to the voicemail with your questions because I love that and I play your voice on the Yawa. You can remain anonymous. You don't have to say your name. That number, by the way, is 415-723-1625. Call that number. You'll get the voicemail and you can leave your question and I'll play it on Yawa. Um, This question, question number five, is a bride who is pregnant. (laughs) She found out she was pregnant after they started planning and uh, the family is really giving her a lot of heat. And so we had a lot to say about that. Question number six from June, 2022. Now, now this episode was after Christy had already left the podcast, Um, But she came on to do one episode that year, and it was a Yawa. So, uh, again, it's a Christie episode. Um, (laughs) This is probably by far one of the oddest questions we have ever gotten on the podcast, and it's all about (laughs) the yodeling grandmother. I don't know if you remember this. If you've listened to all the Yawas, you must have remembered this, but man, it's so good. It's so heartfelt. It's so funny. Um, You know, fiance's grandma's in her 90s, and she was a professional yodeler back in the day, and she wants to yodel at the wedding. So we, we discussed that in depth. And the last question, question number seven, is from last year, from 2023. And my co-host was Mariah Grumet. It was all about wedding etiquette. And it was a question, how do you respond when someone implies that your wedding is a waste of money? Yeah. Opinions, budget, drama. So yes, this episode has it all. All, all. It's a great, well-rounded episode of some of the greatest questions uh, through the years. Love you, love your show. Let's go, Yawa. Yawa. Hi, Michelle and Christy. I'm a regular listener of your podcast, and I have to say I get excited every time I see there's a new episode. What I've found to be unique and frankly frustrating about the wedding about the wedding industry, though, is that pricing is not clear at all. Everything is negotiable, it seems, but to get a sense of whether that potential vendor is even within some sort of real reasonable negotiating range, I have to reach out and ask about pricing. And oftentimes, it requires a consultation, phone call, etc. In most cases, I probably shouldn't invest the time meeting or talking. Uh, And I think they probably wouldn't want that either unless I know for sure that their pricing is somewhat close to my budget range. Um, I understand what she's saying here. 
Yeah, we totally feel you. It is frustrating. It's frustrating for us, too, when we're trying to figure out the market and our pricing because it's not like a store where you can just compare how much does it cost to get these headphones here? How much does it cost to get them here? Yeah, you can't like go onto Amazon and like see <laughs> which is yeah. the better rate. You, there really are so many variables. So while some vendors do post their basic pricing online, I post mine where where my package starts for this very reason. Yep, me too. Because I don't want to waste anybody's time with if you have a if you have a smaller budget and you don't want to you know, fall in love with a vendor over the phone or talking to them because then you can't afford them. You can't afford it. And you've spent, yeah. like you, she says in this email, like we've spent 20 to 30 minutes on the phone plus another 20 to 30 minutes on emails. And now I've got this proposal and I'm like, it's like only to find out everybody's time is there's wasted. no way. Yeah. yeah. So we feel you. And the only thing I tell my clients, cause sometimes I have clients where I'm not doing full planning for them. I'm just going to be their month of planner. So my quick advice after they hire me and maybe I'm not going to talk to them for six months might be when you reach out to vendors, if you, if you want to try to skip all the inquiry forms, try to find their actual business email and send them an email directly that says your wedding date and your overall budget. And then this magic number, which is your estimated budget specifically for that service and just get it out there. I have $2,000 to spend on flowers for a Saturday wedding in June. If if you are, can work within this or you think it's worth talking to me about a proposal, I would love to hear from you. But And just be honest and transparent, but I don't want to waste your time if this is not feasible. And then if that florist just doesn't write you back in a week or two, you can assume that it's <laughs> it wasn't feasible. But if they do great, have a conversation with them. And you might have saved yourself that 20 or 30 minute call just by putting out your budget right at the beginning. Yeah. I know it's frustrating. It's probably still going to be frustrating, but you will find vendors that you really vibe with and maybe some adjustments will be made in your budget in the long run, but putting it out there as quickly as you can, as early as you can will be the most effective in my opinion. And I know that there are a lot of vendors that listen to this show as well because we've gotten your emails. So for whatever reason, depending on the industry you're in, right, it's kind of hard for a florist, let's say. You know, if you're under $10,000 floral budget, I'm not going to work with you in San Francisco in September. On a Saturday. On a Saturday, right? right? So maybe a range. It's, it's hard for a lot of vendors to put that. But if you can, if you can, vendors, and this is speaking with somebody who puts my minimum price on my website, you're going to get inquiries that you know at least can, can pay your minimum, right? So it's hard. I hope that helps our listener. We're just calling her S. Thank you for writing to us. Holiday weekend. My fiance and I got engaged a few weeks ago. We were decorating the Christmas tree and he made a bulb ornament and hung the ring inside. We really want to have our wedding the summer slash fall of 2019, but seem to be having difficulty with Saturday availabilities. My fiance is originally from Colorado and most of his guests will be traveling to Minnesota for our wedding. Therefore, a Saturday or long weekend would work best. 
What are your thoughts and experiences with hosting a wedding on Labor Day weekend? Do you think the attendance increases or decreases? Any advice will help. Thank you. Okay, so as for the wedding date, oh, also cute proposal story, little ring in the ornament. I know, that's cute. Yeah, I like that. really cute. If you have photos of that, send them to us and we'll share them. Um, okay, as far as the wedding date, a Labor Day weekend wedding date is very popular. It's definitely one of the busiest weekends for the wedding industry. And I can speak to that from the Bay Area and also Dallas-Fort Worth. So I'm assuming most of the country. I think it's a great time since you want guests that have, um, they have a padded weekend as they travel in. They have an extra day off. I think the important part is that you get out your official save the dates as soon as possible if you're going to do that weekend. I don't think attendance increases or decreases at all one way or the other because it's a holiday weekend. It's more because you got the word out too late and people were already making plans or can't ask for that weekend off, like the service industry people, or something like that. So if you do a Sunday of Labor Day weekend and you get those postcards or emails for save the date out as quickly as possible, people will have time to plan for the trip. Also, a side note, I myself got married on Labor Day weekend, and I think since I got married 10 years ago, I've done a wedding on Labor Day weekend half of those years. So it is popular. Um, And I don't, you also have to keep in mind, and I didn't write this in the email, but if it's a three-day weekend, but it's a holiday weekend, and you're maybe trying to save a little bit of money by not doing it on a Saturday, most places it'll still be just as expensive because they know it's a three-day weekend. They've planned yeah, for that. It's a holiday weekend. They're, yeah. they're, everything's <coughs> everything's going to be at a premium. Yeah. Even Hotels, the, uh, Ubers. Travel for your guests. It's yeah. going to be, um, it's going to be pricey. But yeah. And it was, I remember when I planned my own wedding, I felt like, are my cousins from the East coast going to be able to fly in? It's Labor Day weekend. And I was pleasantly surprised that most people we invited made it. Um, So I would not bet on um, a higher like RSVP no rate than usual. Um, People, people that want to come to your wedding will make it work. Just get the save the dates out soon. I was going to say, because we're in December now. So Send them today. <laughs> do it right now. Just, just, just hand mass them. text okay. everyone. Um, send a mass text. No, I was going to say they're not, they're not getting a year out, you know, right. advance notice. Um, the sooner, so the better. Might. Yeah. Um, and also not only is it Labor Day weekend, it's double whammy because September is the most, at least in most states, the most popular wedding month. Of all of them, mm-hmm. um, just because the weather is always usually pretty awesome and mellow in September, usually, perhaps. And all right. Labor Day weekend <laughs> is a great anniversary weekend, also. I will say that. So, congratulations! Yeah, you take long weekend. You got days off for the rest of your years married. You can totally easily take a little vacay or a staycay. Yeah. Okay, jumping in to email number one titled, Too Much Information? Mm. First, thank you so much for this podcast. It has been a saving grace for my sometimes overorganized love to have control of everything. Used to think our wedding needs to be perfect self. Get all that? Get it. I get it. 
Don't worry, since listening, I've learned it's not going to be perfect. Good job. What I need to really spend the time planning and what just needs to be tossed into the fuck it bucket. Ha! We borrowed that from Alicia. My fiancé and I have been listening over the last year. I have listened to every episode at least once, some twice, and even three times for the episodes that I needed to take even better notes on. That's great. We are pretty much paying and planning for everything ourselves, so every piece of information has been extremely helpful. And don't worry, we have a month of. Good job. We get married on August 3rd, 2019. Oh, that's coming up quick. Mm -hmm. We've been engaged for two and a half years and started planning with an 18-month countdown. And boy, did it go fast. With our wedding coming up in less than 30 days, we are working on all the last-minute small details. With my fiancé and I being in our late 20s, for me and his early 30s for him, we have been to a ton of weddings recently. One of my biggest pet peeves when attending a wedding is lack of information, not knowing where to go next or what should what we should be doing, etc. With this being said, I really wanted our guests to get a ton of information so they don't feel lost or uncomfortable. We will still have a few signs people probably won't read, have a couple announcements that some people won't hear but have given our wedding party a bunch of information that they are probably confused about. Ha ha. But along with all of this, we have decided to have an Instagram just for our wedding and guests. Very Melania of Millennial. us. I think oh. she spelled it wrong. <laughs> I was like, Melania? Very millennial of us. Okay. I was like, she does that. My matron of honor loves Instagram and has agreed to post our pre-made Instagram posts throughout the lows of the day on our wedding Instagram feed. We have already started to add our guests now, so we do not have to worry about this the day of. I have listed below some of the announcements that my fiance, fiance and I feel would be useful, not in any particular order. Do you think this is too much information? And do you think it will be just as confusing for our guests? Do you see something we should add? Do you see an issue that we are not foreseeing? And here's where she's got here. Ceremony starts at 4.15. Cocktail hour is an open bar. Dinner starts at 6. Dress code. No phones during ceremony. Signature drinks. Beer and wine only during reception. Send off at 11 p.m. Games during cocktail hour. Find your table. Save room for cake. Menu. Use our Snapchat filter. Thank you so much for all the information that you two have already supplied us. We will continue to tell everyone we know that is getting married about your podcast. Keep up the great work. Best wishes, S and D. So my answer was, thanks for listening and writing in. It sounds like you are very on top of things. The Instagram feed idea sounds awesome. Please share some pics with us afterwards um, with your thoughts about how that process of sharing pics and keeping a, if you're doing a hashtag or whatever, let us know how that goes and also how it goes with your maid of honor kind of taking that on on the wedding day. I'm very curious about that. Okay, so I, Michelle, I wanted to like side note this and I wanted to see if you've been hearing this too, because the last few clients that I've worked with for the like my weddings this year, let's say, all of them have had the same goal when it comes to why they hired me. 
Like, it's not just like, oh, we want our perfect day. They've been more specific about that. And like a common thread I've been hearing is we've been to a lot of weddings lately and we've been in weddings specifically, like we've been members of the wedding party and it fucking sucks when nobody knows what they're supposed to be doing. Like, at the rehearsal or before the ceremony starts or like when we're supposed to arrive exactly for hair and makeup or who's going first and basically all the things that we would do as your as a wedding planner maybe even as a month of planner um they've been to plenty of weddings where that didn't happen and they could feel it like okay are we all going to be sitting here is it time to get in line for the buffet did the dj just say there's a sparkler exit like just like the basic idea being like, we don't know what's happening next. And we don't know what we're supposed to be doing. And that makes for a not as awesome of a wedding to experience either as a guest or as somebody in the wedding party. So when I read this, I get where she's coming from. Like, mm-hmm. you've been to all these weddings, you see it when it doesn't go well, or when it's like confusing, or when there's too long a pause in between stuff. And they don't want that to happen. So it's mm-hmm. almost like I'm getting hired on that like negative side of things, like just make sure this doesn't happen. We don't necessarily care how you do that. But, you know, the flip side being how we would present ourselves as planners, like, of course, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen. That's why you've hired us to make sure that the day flows well. So it's about timing and flow and communication, as this listener is kind of getting at, is a big part of that. And we've said before that, like, it's not a comfortable feeling when people don't know what's happening next or like what they're supposed to be doing. And Valley and co touched on that too. The idea of like, we want to host weddings. That's our goal is for to make everybody feel like they're welcomed and they are hosted. They are taken care of. They're not questioning like, do we sit now? Is that reserved? What's happening right. next? You know, so uh, announcements or, signage or, you know, trying to communicate these things does have a place. So on that note, I answered her by saying that I don't know if you need to make announcements about everything that you listed. That probably would feel like a lot of like, you know, airplane exits over the wings and restrooms in the back. And next we're going to serve cocktails, but it's going to be on your credit card. Don't try to give us cash. All the things that you hear, it's just like, okay, we get it. So signage can help to take care of some of this. Um, Like you can do a sign at the entrance of the wedding with a basic schedule on it. We're seeing a lot of like cute Pinteresty ways to do that. Something that says like ceremony, cocktails, open bar, dinner, cake, send off and has maybe times, rough times that those are supposed to start or that you're hoping that they all start. And also you have a month of planner. So that planner should be able to help direct the series of micro events, having the DJ or MC make some announcements when needed, like for the grand entrance or maybe last call or to get everybody's attention for special dances. Also, your officiant can certainly announce at the very top of the ceremony before the processional that you are kindly requesting that guests refrain from using their cell phones. So that's somebody else doing an announcement that might help. And I also suggest that if you're going to have any signage, that there is signage on the bar during cocktail hour, maybe that says beer and wine will only be served during the reception. So open bar five to six. Also, that signage that's on the bar or near the bar can have your specialty cocktail on it in a cute way. 
Um, with bar signage, a lot of times um, clients give me a full menu, like, you know, three oak Chardonnay, Kendall Jackson Merlot, like, and the menu is in a frame maybe on the bar. But that's actually kind of redundant because the bartender often puts everything that's offered on the bar or visible, you know, yeah. you know, so that you don't need a sign in front of what is clearly Kendall Jackson Merlot. But you might want a sign that says margaritas if you're doing, you know, a margaritas on the rocks and people can't tell is that margaritas or is it a Tom Collins or, you know, whatever. Signage for a specialty cocktail. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And okay, some other things like the dress code and the games, those don't even really need to be mentioned at all because they're obvious on the day of. Um, remember, sometimes the best way to get the word out ahead of time is to have a wedding website and include that on your invitations, but also to tell your parents, both sets of parents, all the parents, and tell them to pass the information on, like have it kind of trickle down. I totally agree that it is annoying to be at a wedding as a guest and not know what is going on. That issue, though, in my opinion, has less to do with announcements and more to do with general disorganization. The couple doesn't know what happens next. The DJ doesn't have a timeline. No one seems to be in charge. The caterer is running around trying to make things happen. You get the picture. And that is not what's going to happen when you have a good month of planner, which I'm assuming you do. So good luck. Congratulations. You can do this. Anything to add? I just would say, I just, I think, yeah, a lot of that stuff, you have it on your wedding website. I had, um, a client do programs, which nobody does programs anymore, but it was more than just a ceremony program. It Catholics was, do programs. Catholics do programs. Yes. But it was more than just a ceremony. Pro- and this wasn't a Catholic ceremony. Mm-hmm. It was, there was sh- my client, actually, Stephanie Lamb, who was on the, the podcast. She's also um, she's an artist. So she created a really cute with their picture and all that stuff on it. And it had when you opened it up, like not times that things were happening, but like little cute little like logos, you know, like cocktails and, you know, like little information under that and dinner and little information under that. And then, you know, like bullet points of what's going to happen throughout the night. And even like if you have a hard stop at a venue and a last dance has to happen at a certain time, you put that on there. Last dance. I love last call a super for informative. I, w- I like that a lot. I love your idea of also just maybe instead of doing programs, you want to say some paper, doing a big poster board with order of events. People take pictures of it with their phone. And finally, if you have a good MC, you guys, and it doesn't have to be the DJ. I'm, I'm working with uh, listeners, actually. Sabrina is a listener, and she's getting married on the 3rd. I was like, is this her? It's not, though. And they have a really good friend who's a theater person, and he's going to be the MC. And we, we've... Uh, I'm sorry, that was Natalie. Natalie. <laughs> I've got a couple weddings that weekend. They're, they're going to be in it. He's they're going to have him as an MC, and he's amazing. And we've already chatted on the phone and he's so excited about it. So posting it somewhere on site, having a really great MC um, and having your month of coordinator. And, you know, at, when we're around, when your your coordinators on site on the wedding day, guests are always coming up to us going, hey, what's next? Or do, do I have time to go to the bathroom? Or, you know, um, is there blah, blah, blah. You know, we, we're always answering questions and our assistants as well. So I think I think you don't want to overkill it. Don't overkill mm-hmm. it. It's going to be a lot of unnecessary work for you. Mm-hmm. And count on your wedding planner. For 
she's. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Guest list too big for the venue. Uh-oh. I've been listening to your podcast recently and love it. If you can, I desperately need advice. We fell in love with a venue and I just cannot see our big day anywhere else. If it's 200 banquet style, no dance floor. I have such a large family and we'd have to trim the guest list by at least 40 people to get the dance floor. My fiance thinks it's easy just to trim that off my dad's side. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I get along very well with my dad's side, but they live so far away. We don't see each other or barely talk. But when we do see each other, everyone has a blast. My dad doesn't want anyone to be cut. He is pitching in for a part of the wedding. How do I invite some first cousins and not the others? Or is it easier to just switch to our backup venue? I just don't know how to trim about 40 people. So this was kind of a two-part question because the venue side of things and then there's the trimming the 40 people. So I am curious, like we'll, we'll add some of our... Our, our hot takes here at the bottom, but I asked, is it possible at your venue to have 200 seated for dinner with some of those tables on the dance floor? And then after dinner, you physically scoot those tables off and kind of push them together with the surrounding tables so that you can have room to dance. I have seen this work before, even in a packed ballroom. People want to dance and they're happy to get up and either help scoot or move out of the way so that the wait staff can literally just pick up the tables and like, you know, inch them over. Um, at those tables, if you're going to even attempt this, um, you want as few tables as possible. So let's say three to four that are on the dance floor or partially on. And at those tables, just make sure to see like your wedding party and your younger friends or cousins, anybody that's not going to like you know, poo-poo having to get get up and move their table after dinner. You don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, but you can even tell ahead of time a few point people at each table, like what's going on so that when the DJ says, we're going to open up the dance floor, people are like, oh shit, the dance floor is underneath our feet. You know, I think I've always seen this work fine. Even when it was an unexpected thing, like there wasn't a dance floor, the whole venue was hardwood and you needed some room to dance. It's it's very like, um, shit, what was that movie? With Kevin? Yeah, it's very footloose, yeah, to be yeah. able to just be like, let's dance. And you yeah. you just move. You move people, you move the tables, and you move the chairs all the way to like the corners of the room, if not take them you know, outside or all the way out. Um, so I would start with that and ask your venue and push a little bit if they say, oh, we don't like to do that because people don't like to move. Be like, well, my people... I think they would be fine moving. Well, That's- and you should tell those tables. Yes. You should tell them at the top. Yes, When tell they them. sit down or put a little sign, just so you know, 
we want to dance and your table is on the dance floor and you were randomly picked or whatever it is. Uh, Yeah. But let them know in advance so they know they're going to have to move, period. Don't put any older folks at that, those tables. Yeah. Right, Christy? Put it people who are easily mobile and can yeah, just your, move your easily. your wedding party, your young friends, your down friends. And like I said, if there's a point person that you just say, like, can you actually just help us do this? They will totally do it. But I don't like doing it, just, just so you know. I've done it. Haven't done it in many years, but I've done it, and I just don't like it. Well, but I don't know if, if you love that venue. I don't, and I don't think you should cut your dad's side. Yeah, Sorry, I don't know if anybody loves That's, it. It's not no. an ideal situation, but if it's between cutting people that you really like that you can afford, yeah. or asking to move a couple of tables, like it's not Martha Stewart. You know, wouldn't do it, but I think. But when then again. What do we give a shit about tradition? Yeah. If you want to dance, you move the tables. I don't, Michelle doesn't love it, of course, because as a planner, that's one thing that we're like, oh, that's going to be logistics. That doesn't mean you wouldn't, you wouldn't come up with a plan to do that for your clients in a heartbeat if that's what they wanted to do. Well, of course I would. I would. And I would make sure there's an actual plan. You got to talk to your caterer. You got to talk to your venue. You got to make sure that someone is willing to physically pull those tables away or you have a little task force of family and friends who are more than willing to stand up and help you when they're told it's time to do so. Yeah. So that's And make sure it's okay liability-wise with the venue, sorry. I just want to say that part. Like if they own those tables and chairs, they might be like, "No, no, nobody." Or it might be a um I don't know if it's a, a how do you call it? What do you call it when you're in a, a union? A union property? If it's a union property, only specific people can move those tables and chairs. A lot of hotels are union properties. So just just find out. If you have to do it, do it. I don't like the idea that you have to cut just your dad's side of the family <laughs> who are your first cousins. Listen, I have like, I think probably the last we counted like hundreds of cousins all over the world. And, you know, we, we there's no way I can talk to them all the time. But when we're together, it's friggin' fun. Like, we love each other. So, like, that's not cool. Like, you, you shouldn't have to cut your cousins. <laughs> and the cutting the guest list question I feel like in order to go about deciding if you're going to do it or not, I would hope it would have more to do with than just, well, we want a dance floor. So, so it's you or the dance floor. You're, you're out. I mean, you know, think about like who you see, who you have over for dinner, whose wedding you went to, you don't, you know, like put their tables outside and they can peek through the windows. Yeah, like it's just, we, we encourage, hopefully you can find a better solution and not have to cut it so much. But if you do, you know, Maybe don't cut just one whole branch of the family tree off. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We have another voice mail from Megan. Here you go. Hi, my name is Megan, and I've been a big fan of your guys' podcast for a couple months now, ever since I got engaged. So a little backstory, I got engaged this past Christmas Eve. Me and my fiancé now have been together for a little over four years. And so we got engaged Christmas Eve, and I was, of course, so excited because I've always dreamed of wedding planning, and I've I've enjoyed listening to wedding podcasts before I got engaged. But so this past couple months, have been a little bit difficult because I recently found out that I am pregnant, which we are over the moon about and very excited. 
but it was not planned, and we weren't planning on having kids before we got married. So I have kind of a, a double-ended question. The first part of my question is, a lot of my family is telling me that I need to get married before the baby comes for religious reasons and just the fact that they are very conservative and that's what they believe. But there are a few things to go along with that. First of all, we don't want a courthouse wedding. We want the wedding of our dreams. And second of all, um, I really wanted to get married on June 4th because June 4th is my parents' wedding anniversary and it's my grandparents' wedding anniversary. So that was also really important to me. And so I'm not sure how to tell them that that's not what we want. The second part of my question is... How do I still feel like a bride and in this engagement season while I am now pregnant and not really planning my wedding because I'm planning for a baby? So how do I still feel like a bride? Um, thank you guys so much for all of your advice and all of your help. I really appreciate it in this very stressful time. And you guys always make me smile. So thank you very much. So, yeah, what she wants to do is have her wedding next year. I so she's not going to have a shotgun wedding, which was my experience. I found out I was pregnant. Yeah, but why did you decide to do the shotgun wedding? You know well, what I mean? Because, we talk about but that. But we wouldn't – she and her fiancé were already engaged <laughs> and planning to get married at some point. That She right. found out she was pregnant after engagement. We found out we were pregnant and we're like, what are we going to do? Are we – going to get engaged and get married and then did it on the fast but we were not anywhere near getting engaged we were nearer to breaking up than we were getting engaged at that point when we got pregnant like so i i our our basic advice is always do you like stay true to yourself and do what you want to do and don't worry about what your family is thinking I also got married legally at a courthouse in San Francisco, so the most beautiful <laughs> courthouse in the world, uh, in my opinion. But it was it still like, you know, we still had to just do paperwork. I wasn't wearing a dress. It wasn't a big thing. It was just going in, and then we got to get married. But I needed to do that legally because I needed the health insurance that my husband had for the prenatal care. Um, so that was like yeah, it wasn't the wedding of my dreams. I mean, it was definitely more, we just needed the red tape. It was the logistics of it. So it doesn't sound like you're in that boat or that you want to get married that way. So don't, I mean, keep your June 4th and have your baby and then the baby is there at the wedding. I love that you have the opportunity to get married on the anniversary of your grandparents and on the anniversary of your parents. I've had clients do that. It is so special. It is so beautiful. Also, when you do do that, bring a cake out for each of them if if grandparents are still around. But I agree. I don't, there's no reason unless you need it legally for, you know, insurance, like Chrissy said, or whatever it is. I I hear, you know, your family, is it's for religious reasons, and I understand that's important to them. Like, I get it, but this is the beginning of, of many times where your family is going to interject into your life, especially once that baby comes, and tell you what they think is best. 
it's hard. It's hard because you want to make your parents happy. But at the same time, I mean, Christy, if you weren't pregnant during your wedding, I mean, you would have been able to drink, you know, like Mm -hmm. you would have been able to have a little bit more, get let loose a little more. I, I, I feel like if what you want to do is wait until June 4th to get married, that's what you should do. And that baby is going to come into love and be healthy and happy. That baby does not give a shit if you're married or not, by the way. And that, that doesn't matter. And your baby will be <laughs> in some of the wedding photos. I mean, it's, it's yes, not. So I love that. We I'm reading. We like wrote out what your voicemail was so that we could read it. Yes. And it says that I wasn't planning on having a kid before we got married. That's like, Hey, best laid plans. Stuff happens. You're both adults living your life. You're not a virgin. Hello. It it was unplanned. So there's the sentence we weren't planning. And then there's the sentence we don't want. We don't want a courthouse wedding. It's really important to me that I get married on June 4th. So that the we don't want gets more weight than the we weren't planning. Like the planning is done. (laughs) You're pregnant. Like it's happening. You can't plan around that anymore. And And I felt like. You weren't planning on it, but it's a happy unplanned thing. Like we're happy about this. Whereas the courthouse, we're going to be like, no, this is not. This isn't making me happy. Yeah, I don't want to do this. So I just want to remind you and and lift you up that being a bride planning your wedding and also being a woman expecting a baby and painting a nursery and trying to figure out maternity leave, right. like, those are not mutually exclusive. Yes, it's a little more complicated to plan a wedding at the same time that you're doing your Lamaze classes. Like it's not what you thought you would be doing. I was in that same boat. I did not think I would be looking for maternity wedding dresses. And it sort of like took the air out of my tires for a while in terms of experiencing it. But I had a wonderful wedding and I have had, and I have wonderful kids and I'm married still and I'm happy. So it all it's going to work out one way or another. These experiences of being a bride and being a mom are not mutually exclusive. It's not like you can't have both. It's a Venn diagram. They're going to overlay. They're going to overlap. This is your experience. You are pregnant and you are planning a wedding. You want to have your baby and then you want to have your wedding. That is all possible. Yeah. And I think also because of the second part of your question, like, how do I still feel like a bride when when I'm now pregnant and real not really planning a wedding because I'm getting ready for the baby? If you're going to wait till next year to to have your wedding, that's that's going to allow you to be the expecting expect, expectant mama and do the nursery and do all that stuff. And then go do the wedding. Like this will allow you, I don't know when the baby's due. Um, that's the other question. I have no idea when you're due, but I think it'll kind of let, allow you to have that time to be mama and then the time to have to be bride. And just so you know, it might not be your dream wedding anymore because once that baby comes, things shift, right? Our priorities shift a little bit. And that's totally great. I, I can't tell you how many weddings I've done with for clients or seen over the years of doing this podcast where people's priorities shifted and they had a way more like authentic, real, loving, just all about love, good wedding. 
right? Not like, what are the colors and what are this and the this and that? And it, it wasn't all about the material. It was more about the love and that beautiful family unit that will now be three of you. Yeah. Um, and that baby is just going to be a blessing and going to already like, you know, create a union for you and your fiance's families. Like, I just love it. I think it's beautiful. And there's no, this is not a negative at all whatsoever. You're going to have to stand up to your family and be like, I'm sorry, we're having this the baby, is what we're doing. and then we're having the wedding. But let's focus on this. Yeah, let's focus on this baby. These are happy times. Sometimes um, it takes getting the rug pulled out from under you, like just like yeah. best laid plans. Like, oh, did you think your life was going to go this way? Whoop! And the rug gets pulled, and you end up by taking your hands off the wheel a little bit. And I'm like mixing my metaphors here, but the idea is like, <laughs> I never knew I would be here this way or this soon, but I am. And it's my life and it's wonderful. And I'm grateful. I mean, sometimes it takes just like, especially with someone like me, I'm such a type A planner that when I got pregnant by absolute surprise at a time in my life where I was so far away from thinking that was even a possibility, it was, it was just like, you, you can't plan it. Like you're here. You're here. Life it's happening. Is what happens yeah. while you're planning a wedding. <laughs> and also I want to just note that like the, we are women, we, we take on a lot in our life and a lot of different roles. And we're told that some are more important than others. And we're like society, like, Oh, a bride and the wedding day is all about you. Oh, a mm. mom, you're fulfilling right. your duty as a woman in this world. And like, it's all bullshit. You are a woman, you have dynamics. You're going to play a lot of different roles in your life to a lot of different people it is okay if bride overlaps right. with mom, mom because they're both yeah. you. Right. This is what's happening in your life. This is Megan. Congratulations. Journey yeah. This is all happy stuff. Come on now. I'm so happy for you, Megan. I think if you have a girl, you might want to consider Michelle, <laughs> Christy, whatever your last name is, right? Mm-hmm. Let us know. Keep us posted. In that order. Michelle Christie, whatever your last name is. Okay. You can do it. <laughs> I have not read this email, but I just love the title that you put in there. So do you want this me to read the email? The, you have to read this email. You can, okay. Listen, this is one of the weirdest. <laughs> I would say this is probably one of the weirdest questions we've ever gotten on the pod, Christy, but you, you tell me, go okay. ahead, go ahead. The, the yodeling grandmother. Did she just say yodeling? Yep. Yes, I did. Yodeling. yodeling. Ah, here we go. I was team elopement, but my fiance convinced me that I deserve a wedding. That's interesting wording there. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, but there is some stress that comes with that. Okay. So far normal. My fiance's grandma used to yodel professionally. Yes, not singing, but yodeling. She's in her 90s now and definitely misses her yodeling career. She yodels at every opportunity when she leaves the house. At the COVID vaccine clinic, the dentist, doctor appointments, nail salons, the grocery store, and even a funeral once. And I get embarrassed. My fiance does too. We love her so much, but we feel that yodeling just isn't always appropriate. 
she will not respect us when we ask her not, when we ask her not to. And she goes out of her way to, quote, perform for everyone who she comes across. I am worried that she will try and steal the show at our wedding. There will be lots of new faces for her. It is a fresh audience. I know that it would mean a lot to my fiance if we have her perform a song. And I think one song would be acceptable. But how do I draw and enforce the line? She wants the whole world to know that she was a celebrity yodeler. I am losing sleep over this and I would really appreciate your help. We are expecting about 40 to 50 guests and our special day is May in May, 2023. Love you. Love your show. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so funny. Do you remember the question we got about the grandfather that would, that would cuss people out? Remember he wanted to like take photos in everybody's faces. Yes. He always had a camera. And if you said like no pictures, he'd be like, get off the fucking bus. Yeah. (laughs) This is almost, this reminded me a little bit about that, except this grandma seems very happy. Yeah. Yes. And the olive branch seems appropriate that this bride in this case is trying to sort out. I hate that anybody is losing sleep over their wedding when they're still you know, 10, 11 months left to go just as a general rule, like whatever you're thinking about for your wedding, if it's like causing you anxiety and you still have 10 months to go, like that is rough. You need to put that on the back burner just so that you can have like a healthy mental situation because we shouldn't be losing sleep over wedding planning period. And this is, you know, so specific, um, I don't know that the listen that the listener is ever going to get the kind of assurance from grandma that she wants. Yeah. Um, let's, let's, I, okay. This She's is probably, I was, this is okay. This is what I was going to say. Okay. L- listen, I know you don't want to hear this, but we're all thinking it. We're all thinking this. Okay. Grandma is in her nineties. If my grandmother was still alive and she wanted to yodel at my fucking wedding, I'd be like, even a professional, please, please yodel. I'll give you, you know, certain times throughout the evening or, you know, if, if dinner's over, we're all dancing and she's yodeling over in the friggin' corner. Who cares? Grandma, we love her. I understand this. You don't want your wedding to be about your, the yodeling grandmother. Okay. It's not what it won't be the wedding to be about. And it won't, it won't. But she's in her 90s. She's not going to be around much longer. See, I thought what you were going to say, what we were all thinking is that she might be dead by the time the wedding comes around. Well, that too, because, you know, grandma's, I mean, you know, you got almost a year to go, honey. Like, yeah, we're on borrowed time. We're on borrowed time. In fact, if I were you, I might record her yodeling like a video just in case you want to play at the wedding if I hope this doesn't happen. I hope she makes it. But if she's not around or what if she has like a stroke, you know what I mean? And she's just not. Yeah. If she is performing and happy and like of sound mind right now, and she's out there yodeling for people. Yeah. It's weird. Okay. It's weird. I mean, Shakira, it's memorable. I think she's weird. Okay. What the way Jewel, she sings. Jewel yodels. Does Jewel yodel? Mm-hmm. She was a yodeler prior to pop star. Was she she really? a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think yodeling is weird. Okay. 
I do. And I'm sorry to offend any yodelers out there in the audience that might be listening, but it's weird. However, she's in her 90s. She used to be professional. I mean, she was probably like- it's a Maybe. thing. It's just as weird as like playing the accordion or something that we just don't see very often. That's like, oh, uh, okay. He's, or, or, you know, you being like my grandfather plays bagpipes and he insists on playing bagpipes at the wedding. Like it's not going to be a bagpipe wedding because of that. It is right. going to be something memorable. That's, you know, people later are going to be like, oh yeah. I remember Cameron's wedding. Is she the one that had the yodeling grandma? And it'd be like, oh yeah, that was awesome. Also loved her dress and what it was a hell of a venue. Like there's other things that people are going to talk about, but. I mean, it's better than a grandpa doing like cheesy magic tricks that Mm -hmm. does for every kid he comes across. Yeah, like balloon animals. Or or yo-yo, you know, yo-yo tricks, which are kind of cool. But I mean, let's let's put things in perspective grandma's in her 90s she's of sound mind she could still yodel damn she can yodel if she wants to i love that you want to let her perform one song you might consider lettering her perform i don't know what do you maybe it's just like a more of a free form situation like during as guests are arriving or in any transition um like you know where she's doing her thing but it is not necessarily like all eyes on you performance the way that a toast transition that actually might be kind of a cool trend like we're moving to dinner now grandma get their attention yeah grandma go in there first and we'll open the doors and you could you know you're yodeling as people enter or as the group walks if you have to walk somewhere or like as I said guests are arriving or or if there's a little bit of downtime in between sometimes you know there's we have to flip the room or something like that where it's more people are talking and mingling while this is happening rather than like, come on up grandma in front of everybody now and do this one song. And then right afterwards, we're going to take the mic away from you because (laughs) we said just one song, you know, you don't want to make it awkward, but I think the way she's the way you and your husband need to draw a boundary is that you agree beforehand that if somebody does need to say, that's enough, grandma. Yeah. You have designated that person and that person has a plan like physically, like, yeah, me and my dad are going to go over there and like pull out a seat for her and be like, that's enough grandma. And then we just move on so that that's not awkward. I think that will help this listener to sleep a little bit better, you know, have a contingency plan. Yeah. I think I, okay. So let's get into like really some, some steps that she, so yeah. So have one or two people designated to, put the kibosh on this with grandma. If she starts getting a little too yodely, you know, like if she starts to just perform and think it's her show. Um, Cause it is a smallish wedding. 40 mm-hmm. to 50 people is like captive audience for her. She's going to be like, Oh, I got this. Like I got these people. They're going to listen. So yes, a couple, I would say one to two people that will help to be like, grandma, hang on, hang on, hang on. Come here. Um, yeah, let's two, do this. Yeah. two is, you know, we don't know what type of wedding this is. This might be a very elegant, like, you know what I mean? Like where yodeling is like, really not appropriate but again i think it's beautiful i think it's 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 we've always said this everybody loves an awesome performance at a wedding and it is expensive to get people to perform and this is your fiance's grandmother so we're we're killing two birds with one stone we've got a cool performance and we've got a performance that and it's unique and it's by someone in the family so that's really customizing your wedding right that's like you know, yeah, um, we wouldn't ordinarily have a yodeler, no, but it's well, 
It's Jim's grandma. So it's, right. Wouldn't have thought of hiring a yodeler. Yeah. She's going to um, tell everyone she used to be a famous yodeler anyway. She's right. going to tell, like, she's going to tell everyone if, if she's into this idea and she's doing it at the DMV and the dentist, you know, like it, it comes with like a at high, the COVID vaccine uh, clinic. It has something, it's a source, it's a source of pride. Um, and give her her stage. I mean, have somebody announce her, bring her out. And, and make this a performance. Like, this is Grandma Jean. She was known as Jean the Queen. Jolly Yodeler. And she, from in 19, whatever. Yeah, look her, but you, like, yeah, Google it. You know, Google it. Like, have a photo of her back in her prime, you know, and, and make it, like, really, really cool. And have, she could wear something. I don't know what yodelers wear, but maybe she changes. We're, what we're saying is that it either needs to be something that's, like, kind of planned in the background if if your wedding schedule fits that or it's the opposite of that it's like uh everybody we're we're gonna get to enjoy how lucky are we that we get to enjoy this and there is a end point right and if grandma doesn't respect that you have you know maybe a couple of relatives in in place who are ready to like scoop scoop scooper away (laughs) and so i mean i can see how you're like probably thinking oh my god we're going to be doing toasts. And yeah. if there's just a moment of quiet, she's, she's going to stand up and right start up. belting it out. And how do we get her to stop? I get it. I yeah. understand. I understand. Uh, but it's going to be hard to stop her. And someone's just going to have to do it. Yeah. And you can just like, thank you, grandma, again. Oh my God. So, all right. The next up is the bride or the groom. No, someone's going to do it. Someone's got to do it. And And then everybody agrees to like not feel bad or guilty or like awkward about that. You just move on with the rest of your wedding day schedule. How do you respond when someone implies that your wedding is a waste of money? You tell them that you don't want to be friends with them anymore. Yeah. That's it. You're out. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Wow. What a, what a thing to say to somebody. Oh, I know it gets said all the time in in different wording, but that's the end message. I think that again, as this has become a pattern during our discussion, throughout our discussion, that you don't owe anyone an explanation. You don't need to feel the need to justify anything to anyone. So again, I would, I would use humor. I would say, oh, trust me, I know how much this wedding is, you know, costing us. We've been saving, you know, but this is, this is our day. This is how we want to celebrate our marriage, period. I don't think you owe anyone any kind of explanation. And I also think you should really be mindful of who this is coming from. Money means something different to everybody. Yes. And criticism about what one individual spends, you know, versus someone else's opinion is really, mm, it's frustrating, it's triggering, it's uncomfortable, it's weird. And, you know, you never know where it comes from, these comments. You have, you never know why somebody would say this to you, but it is what it is. Is, is a wedding expensive as hell? Uh, yeah. Yes. And do a lot of people see weddings as a waste of money? Yes. Sure. Yes, they do. But I think it's exactly what you said. Everyone values different things. So I don't think you need to justify why you value that. 
Right. Right. Because for somebody, maybe a private wedding is more important so that they can use their money to go on a crazy trip afterwards. For other people, they don't like to travel. They'd rather have their giant family in one room together to each their own, as we said. Yeah, to each their own. Um, And, you know, do you even have to respond? I mean, do we respond with humor? Do we do that humor thing to deflect that this is really uncomfortable and really actually actually ridiculous that you would even make this fucking comment right now? It's pretty absurd. I think, again, it depends on who you're conversing with. And I think you can take the approach of just laughing it off and saying, oh, you know, you could you could say, oh, to each their own. Right. That could be your your go to. Or if it's somebody you have a close relationship with and you you are really bothered by that comment. You can say, why, why is it a waste of money if it's exactly, if we're, if we're celebrating our marriage exactly the way we want to? Challenge, challenge them. Yeah. They probably won't expect you to do that. Yeah. Or you could be like, exactly, which is why I've decided, especially since you're invited, that I am collecting $250 from each person at the door. <laughs> There's an admission price. <laughs> I mean, uh uh-huh. There's a lot you can say to that. I think you should just, I mean, if you don't want to get it, I mean, some people don't mind getting in altercations. I don't like that. So I would probably just be like, oh, isn't it so expensive? And then I'd be like, by the way, your brand new truck is just amazing. <laughs> How many miles? Do, what do you get? Like one mile to the gallon on that baby? Jeez. Wow. It's pretty though. Uh- I think I would default to, oh, you know, to each their own. This is the way we're celebrating. And we're so excited. Should I take you off the guest list? I think I will. (laughs) No, I don't know. That's hard. That's really a personal preference. But if if it becomes something that's repeated every time you see this person, then that can be an issue, right? Like, it could be your dad. I can see very easily how it would be a family member that's close. That's like absolutely wishing you would spend that money on, you know, investing in real estate or something else. And they think they're looking out for your best interest when it's like, actually, now you're just like hurting my feelings and irritating the shit out of me. So then you got to put a stop to it if it happens more than once, you know? Absolutely. I, I think that with a lot of these situations, the first question you have to ask yourself is who am I working with? What is this conversation going to do to our relationship? Is this a person where it's just going to be better for me to laugh it off, use humor to each their own, blah, 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 let it roll? Or is this a relationship where, hey, this may really affect us going forward. This may affect the rest of my wedding planning. Do I need to take some time out to really sit this person down here and respect their perspective, but also share where I'm coming from? in my, my wedding plans, your wedding, it's your wedding. And, you know, I think this also, we don't have to get into this completely, but if it's, if you're spending your money, that's, that's different. It's your money versus spending somebody else's money, but we don't have to get into that right now. But I think the first question you have to ask yourself is who who am I speaking to? What does this relationship mean to me? And is this really going to affect things going forward? Or is this just a friend that's annoyingly judging my decisions where I just don't have the time to, or the capacity to deal with this right now where where, when I'm planning my wedding. Yeah. I want to say one more thing. And that is, cause you know how sometimes 
we almost apologize for things when somebody's judging us and we're like, oh my yes. God, I know, right? I cannot believe I'm spending you. I cannot believe, you know, she wanted this cake and it's going to be literally $1,200. And honestly, I wish I was, I mean, I just uh, don't do that. Like if you made the decision to have this wedding, you and your partner, don't throw anybody under the bus and don't apologize for what you're doing. This is a celebration of a huge milestone in your lives, a celebration of your love, of uniting family together and, and creating new family and new memories. And it's amazing. I love weddings. Great point. And it's your wedding, period. Period. End of story. Thank you, Mariah. <laughs> okay, that's a wrap. Woohoo! That was so fun. Good questions, everyone. Keep on listening. Happy wedding planning. Happy planning, everybody. Bye. Bye. The Big Wedding Planning Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Michelle Martinez. It is edited by Veronica Gruba. Music by Steph Altman of Mophonics. Help us get the word out by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at the Big Wedding Planning Podcast and be sure to use the hashtag PlanThatWedding when posting. Follow on TikTok at Big Wedding Planning Pod. Have a wedding planning question or just want to get in touch? Send an email to hello at the big wedding planning podcast.com or my personal favorite, leave a voicemail at 415 723 1625 and you might hear your voice on a future episode. That is it. Happy planning, everybody. Love you, love the show. Bye.